Hey, my lovely ladies, before the show starts, I'm looking for some more six and seven figure female founders and CEOs to interview. So please go to www.twwguest.com to apply. In today's episode, we're interviewing Stephanie Burns. She's a visibility strategist and owns a visibility agency called The Wow Agency, which helps entrepreneurs and business owners to amplify their personal brands to create a profitable legacy. Today, she's taking us behind the scenes of her number one secret to believing that you absolutely can pitch yourself to the media and you can do it today, yes, without even needing a PR person. So this should be an amazing episode. Welcome, Stephanie. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you. So we love to just dive right in. What is this number one secret to really believing that you can fit yourself? The number one secret, I would say, is to take off your marketer hat and put on your teacher hat. When we talk about pitching the media, a lot of people think that you know, they've got a cool business or they've got a cool story. And of course the media is going to want to hear about it and, and publish it and, and, you know, get all the, all the views and, and all of a sudden we're going to have the Oprah effect. And that's just not the case. So when we think about pitching the media, we really have to think about what the reader wants. And I liken it to going on a first date with somebody and all they do is talk about themselves. And I think we can agree that we probably will never go on a second date with them if they never, you know, ask us about us or they're just simply bragging. That's how it feels for a reader to read a piece that's written about a company or a founder and it's simply all about them. So we have to remember that the reader comes first when we're pitching the media. And so when we're pitching a journalist, all of your angles should be something that is compelling for a reader. And compelling can mean, you know, what can they learn from you? What can they, what kind of takeaways can they, can they have? What are the lessons that they can learn? What can they take from your experience that they can insert into their life or business right now? And that is the number one thing that you need to remember when you're pitching a journalist, because the journalist has a goal of making sure that people come back to their column, read their work, share their work. And if it's a, a piece or they're writing pieces about a founder and it's simply bragging, essentially, it feels like we're going on that first date. And so a seasoned journalist will know that that's just not going to fly with their readers. It's not going to fly with their editor. And it will be a complete dud for their column. So the best thing that you can do as an entrepreneur is think about the ways that you can teach or impart valuable lessons that a reader can insert into their own life. And that should be your angle. Tell us a little bit how you've kind of uncovered this secret. Well, you know, I think in the beginning of my entrepreneurial career, I owned a company called Chic CEO, which was a website for female entrepreneurs. And we were featured in a ton of different publications and it was awesome. Um, but we finally realized that in order to get picked up by the media, 
what was getting picked up was things that were imparting value. Even, but we also learned that through our blog posts, right? And our email newsletter. We're not engaging with people if we're not giving them value. And it goes, it's the same thing for press. Press is not marketing. It's part of your marketing strategy, but press is not somewhere where you can boast about your products and services and your accomplishments and think that's going to work because it's not. So this is, this is kind of the approach that we took and it worked. So that's, that's how I, I landed on it. So tell us a little bit more about like what it, what it can do when you do teach those lessons, like what, what does that end up looking like for a business to have that in place? Sure. So one of the things that I would say as a business owner who's new to pitching themselves to the press or getting press is that they think that they have to pitch what they sell or what they do in their business. And that's just not the case. If you are a business owner, chances are you have business lessons, you have business failures, you have learned things along the way that you can impart to other entrepreneurs or other business owners, or maybe you're not even in business and you want, you know, to get pressed for something else. But we'll just take it back to business because that's that's where I am in my, in my world. But, you know, one a good example is this. I had a woman, she was... Um, she lives in Alaska and she has a dog sledding business. And she was telling me, she's like, I don't know of any publication that writes about dog sledding. She's like, so I don't know who to pitch, but she's like, I make seven figures a year, but I don't know who, who would t- want to talk about dog sledding. I'm like, nobody wants to talk about dog sledding. They want to talk about how you build a seven figure business in remote Alaska doing dog sledding. That's the story. Right. right. That's the story. We want to know how you did that, because maybe I have, you know, some very niche business in a very remote place, too. And I have hopes of making a seven figure. But how did you do that? You know, your your angle shouldn't be um, my company. And, and I get press releases like this daily. My company just raised a million dollars or a hundred million dollars and I'm pitching, you know, an exclusive interview with me. No, no, n- nobody really cares about that. Here's the actual angle. I secured a hundred million dollars for my startup. Here are the three things I learned going through that process. Here are the four things that you need to know if you're trying to do the same. Here are the two things that I would avoid next time that's what's compelling. That's what will make a reader read the piece. That's what will get the piece shared. That's what will make a journalist perk up because they know that's what their reader wants. So it's not that you can't talk about your accomplishments or your whatever cool thing you did, but you have to spin it in a way that's valuable for someone else to to learn about. So it's really those key takeaways that people can, in in bite-sized pieces, take away from that process and go, oh, I can take that piece and insert it into my life or my business. Right. And again, this is, this isn't, um, this isn't, uh, you know, always the case. That's not 100% of the time, right? Press is press. But if you want to get featured, if you're not, if you're not pitching breaking news, 
right? And you want somebody to feature you as a founder or something, that angle approach is going to be your best bet. And why do you think it's so, well, first of all, why do you think it's so important for business owners to take the time out to to do this for their business, right? Like there are lots of ways to market themselves. Why is press so helpful? No, press is so sexy, right? Everybody wants the logos on their website. (laughs) But that's, you know, that's why I call myself a visibility strategist because there are so many ways for us to be visible right now. Press is just a tiny piece of it. And honestly, it's just like a little feather in your cap. You're not going to get an onslaught of new customers or, you know, you might get a few and, and that's great. You might find that you're getting more traction from TikTok. You might find you're getting more traction from YouTube. And that's, that's the truth. It is now is the best time ever in terms of our visibility and what we can take control of. You know, 10, 20 years ago, press was really gatekeeped. It kind of is still to this day, but visibility out in a mass way was behind these doors and, and, you know, it was very difficult to get through. It's not the case now. So there's lots of different ways for us to be visible. Press is just one of them, but press is a one-to-many play, right? a Forbes or an Inc or a fast company has millions upon millions of readers, which, you know, if your blog does not, then of course that's, you know, something to pursue, right? You get that credibility and authority from being featured. And it's the third party expert opinion. You know, you can't pay for it. So somebody has to agree to want to write about you. And that's, that's really valuable. It, it adds a lot of authority. So it's just a, it's just a piece of your, your marketing strategy again, it, and it's very sexy, but it may not be that thing that, you know, gets you to seven figures or six figures or whatever you're hoping for. It's, it's just a, a player on the, on the board, on the board. So if there is kind of a one key takeaway, especially for, you know, our audience, which is women business owners, right? Uh, regarding visibility, what do you think is like that really important thing for them to take away? Definitely to, to be visible. You know, I always say that if you're gonna, if you're gonna show up, show up consistently and, and show up in the spaces that that your customers are hanging out with, show up in the spaces where your journalists are too. Um, I call this stalking with excellence. Make sure that all <laughs> make sure that all of your social media profile headshots are the same. Make sure that your bio is the same. Make sure that you know your website is ready because if you show up in a journalist space and you you know, comment on their stuff on LinkedIn, and then maybe you share something on Twitter or or whatnot, they're going to start to recognize your face. They're going to start to recognize your name. And that is true visibility. You know, we, we can, uh, confuse engagement with visibility, with visibility. And I think those are two different animals and both important. 
But, you know, if you're going after engagement on Instagram and you need all the likes and you need all the comments, I hope you have a way to turn that into to revenue. But in terms of visibility, it's you consistently showing up with your face and your name in front of the people that you want to impact and you want to be remembered by. So the likes and the engagement has never been a huge priority to me. The showing up consistently over and over and over again is what has moved the needle in my business more than anything else. So showing up and finding those journalists that write about your kinds of topics, being visible in front of them, and then when you pitch them, it's a lot warmer. And so that's that's a very important thing in my mind to remember is just be visible and do it consistently. Totally makes sense. So kind of pivoting a little bit and talking about, you mentioned finding ways to take that engagement that people are wanting or visibility and turning it into profitability. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what are you most excited about this year and what kind of challenges are you personally taking on? Sure. Well, most I'm most excited about right now is a project I'm working on with um, Melissa Houston and Dr. Cheryl Robinson. Um, I don't contribute to Forbes anymore. I contribute to Entrepreneur and Lifehack and um, Today. And uh, Cheryl and Melissa contribute to Forbes and I think Entrepreneur and CEO World and a couple other places. And um, we between the three of us yeah i think cheryl's trying to launch a tv show and melissa has got her book coming out in may um i'm doing more speaking gigs and those kinds of things so we are actually putting together a program about building your profitable personal brand um we have not named it quite yet but that's that's the premise we're going to be launching that in a couple months and we are so excited about that because when you get to the level that the women that listen to this podcast are at Mm -hmm. they are not they they shouldn't be working so much on their visibility and their personal brand you know they've got to do like their actual strategy and, and actual work so one of the cool things about this program that we're super excited about is that not only we're going to help you develop the strategy to creating a a personal brand that actually brings in revenue, but we're also going to have training for your support person to execute against it because those women do not have time to be doing all of that, that admin and that technical tactical work. And so if we can train up your support person to handle all of that, then it actually gets done. You can actually see results. Um, you're there for the strategy. They're there for the tactics. And then it, the projects actually get done. And what it looks like to turn your personal brand into something profitable, right, is to have a book, have, you know, be a keynote speaker, have your own radio show or podcast, you know, some high-level partnerships and collaborations, um, those kinds of things. And that's really what turns your per- your brand, your personal brand into something that generates revenue for you. Because otherwise, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? 
We want wealth. Yes. Yes. I love that. And, and actually like that's a perfect kind of segue into the question we ask all of our guests, right? This idea that wealth is so many things uh, for our, our audience, especially we know we talk a lot about how wealth is both having a certain number in the bank account that makes you feel safe and taken care of. Um, but also it's those other elements that if you don't have those, you can't possibly feel wealthy, right? You, you get to the end of your life, you have millions of dollars in the bank, but you don't have these things, you would never be described as wealthy. Um, so what are those things for you, Stephanie, that really make you feel wealthiest right now? Well, you know, I have two littles and um, I only work during their their school hours. In the summer, you know, they're only going to go to school during their, you know, summer camps or whatever, three days a week. And so, you know, I'll only be working during those times. And I think it's very hard. It's very hard to do to run a business from nine to two, you know? But I think what makes me feel so wealthy is that when we have a snow day or when one of my children has an earache that I'm not beholden to a boss or a structure that doesn't allow me to take care of my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is so important to me and something that I am so grateful for and that I recognize that I have extreme privilege in that too. Um, but I, my heart just goes out to and just breaks for the mothers and the dads during the pandemic who did not have that luxury. Um, so I very much consider myself lucky and extremely wealthy in that I built a way for me to create income for myself while being home with my family when they need it. Um, and, and I guess that's probably the biggest thing. The smallest thing is like, you know, I just paid off my minivan nobody wants to be driving a minivan um but you know like yeah you know like those kinds of things that that make life easier because minivans make life easier when you have little kids i don't care what you say about minivans but they do and um just having some of those creature comforts and feeling supported in not only running my businesses, but also being a mom and a wife um, is, is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, Gotta celebrate paying off the car, even if it is a minivan. (laughs) I know, right? Like someday it'll be the G wagon that I couldn't really want at some point, but that doesn't have sliding doors, you know. Oh, no. <laughs> so you know what I mean. Absolutely, absolutely. Once of life, 
seasons of life absolutely well on a similar note too like we also love to find out like what's the most like unconventional outside of the box thing that just makes you smile each day or really makes you feel good uh in that way that we also would define as well um you know i i just I love having my, I love having a home office. I, I don't know why that just makes me so dang happy, but, um, you know, we, we recently moved into this house. Um, and this room was our formal dining room and my husband walled it all in and put in doors for me. And yeah, and I was previously sitting at the kitchen table working, um, because our fourth our fourth room was a playroom. And so it just really feels so amazing now to have a space that's for me and um to really like do my do my work. And that is just like uh, something that every day I feel so grateful and lucky for and and I I just love it. It's my favorite room. <laughs> yeah. I think we should all work in our our favorite room. I did the same thing in my house. It's like this is this is not the typical office. There's a whole other room that would be perfect for an office. But mm -hmm. I was like, nope, this room makes me happy. Yeah. And I want to be happy when I'm working, right? Yeah. Everything else about work makes me happy. So why wouldn't I want my space to? It's like, right. And it has the best light in the whole house, this room. And you know, it's just I I have to decorate it the way I want to. I don't have to, you know. Yeah, my standing desk and I've got my little treadmill pad and I got all my stuff and yeah, <laughs> makes me so happy. Yeah. <laughs> well, definitely, this has been amazing. We've really loved talking with you. If our audience wants to learn more about pitching the media and, you know, getting that kind of support, how would they reach out and, and do that? Yeah, I would love to invite you to our free Facebook group that um, Dr. Cheryl and Melissa and I have so you can um, join and get to know us better. And we go live in there a couple times a week and post in there just kind of, you know, tidbits and tips and tricks about pitching the media is totally free. But it's just a way for you guys to get to know us. Um, and then, you know, if it makes sense for you to to join our program when it launches, that's fine but you know you can get a lot of value out of just simply being a part of the group there's uh, i love it and how do they how do they get to your facebook group it's uh, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash insights to the media room insights to the media room mm -hmm. that's okay hey. well thank you again so much Sandy. this has been amazing we've loved having you Thank you for having me. This was fun. Hey, everyone. I really hope you enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more The Wealthy Woman podcast content, make sure to subscribe. And here's a way we can help you for free. If you are a six, seven or eight figure female founder and CEO, we want to see and interview you on one of our podcast shows. Head to twwguest.com. Again, that's twwguest.com. I hope to see you on our next interview. Now, at The Wealthy Woman, we help six, seven, and eight-figure female founders and CEOs to scale their business by using unconventional approaches like leading-edge science and tapping into their unique authenticity code. 
that sounds good to you and you want to get some help, then we're inviting you to book a short chat with our team to see how we can best help you. Go to www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat. Again, that's www.thewealthywoman.com slash chat.